0: and welcome to Cruisin' for Reviews, and the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and review it with me. I'm your host Cara Westworth and I'm rejoined by Lauren to finish off talking about Rayman. Hello, lovely to be back. Well, let's just fucking jump right into it. Let's go, because we can. If you haven't listened to part mm-hmm. one, well, what's going on? Just fucking do it, and then come back to. This oh, one. absolutely. Okay.
1: You'll learn so much about autism, whether you
0: want to or not,
1: because <laughs> I can't shut up about it. As I was saying to, <laughs> I was saying to Kara earlier, when you find out you're autistic at age thirty-two, uh, your new special interest, which is common amongst autistic people, is autism. So you start like geeking out about your own brain and everything. I wouldn't say I'm perfect because I'm still learning as well, and autism is a very big spectrum but it's really fun talking about this film in relation to my own experiences i think it's a mighty fine time
0: hell yeah okay so road trip part of the movie has commenced The first hurdle they come across, apart from having to drive on back roads, is that Charlie's not allowed to drive through the night, which he tries to do to make up time because Raymond wants to go to bed at a certain time. Things like that. He has has to be in bed by eleven p.m. And the Mm -hmm. next day, it's pouring with rain, and Raymond's like, "Absolutely fucking not!" So Charlie (laughs) has to stay in this crappy little hotel for a whole day. I mean, he gets to make all these phone calls that he needs to make, which yeah, he finds stuff. Yeah, just there's a bit where he's just sitting on the bed, and there's like this obnoxious ad playing, and he's just sort of sitting there, just like yes. Yes. Dying inside. <laughs>
1: It's so funny. I like, I get really overwhelmed by lots of noises. So that going on, and then him being on the phone constantly, I was like watching this. And I'm like, this film is like already, for me, an autistic nightmare because there's too much going on, (laughs) especially the phone call. In the way we didn't really, we talked about the phone call setup that Charlie had at the beginning of the film. But that opening scene is like, it's so much going on so quickly, but a lot of voices overlapping. And I'm like, ah,
0: no, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, it's not enjoyable. It's quite.
1: it's supposed to. It's supposed to represent that stress. Yeah, absolutely, and it does it very effectively.
0: So he does things like he's setting up the court date for custody of Raymond and um, trying to save his own business because all the imported cars are. It's all going to shit. Oh yeah. So they're driving along, and Raymond keeps talking about how he. I used to drive this car. I'm very, a very good driver. This, that, and the mm. other. And he also keeps talking about how he needs to buy new underwear from the Kmart in Cincinnati, which <gasps> it just yes. he, like he really hyper focuses on that. Oh yeah. He-
1: he he's particular like I get it I'm mm, we were talking about this with 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 my husband actually and for no joke seven years I would only buy socks with Hello Kitty on them and it's it's just because my brain decided oh I had those Hello Kitty socks that one time and they were my favorite socks so all the socks have to do the same thing and it's not it's like a little ab. it's well it's probably abnormal but
0: it's quite harmless it's just like my brain gets it's not abnormal because my favorite undies are from Kmart Mm -hmm. I'm very particular and I have so many other underpants that I could wear but these ones are so Fucking comfy and are just perfect. I'm like, if I've got to wear the other ones, I'm like, fuck this. Oh, I don't want it really life. on. No,
1: that's, that's true. I feel like Comfy Jocks yeah. is like, there is there are definitely like relatable things, but like dial it up to yeah. a thousand for autism. It's a funny old thing, especially in this movie as well. Like that's the way they right. represent it.
0: Uh, Charlie goes absolutely off, like stops the car and is like just screaming on the road because he just, he cannot understand it. And he doesn't try to either. Oh, this bit, actually,
1: I could not stop laughing at Tom Cruise in this bit because I, it's like watching Nicolas Cage yeah. lose his shit. When Tom Cruise loses his shit in a movie he does it in such a Tom Cruise way so I actually was like yeah here we go we're tearing off you're a piece of shit but I love watching you act so it's okay
0: so true it was so fun being him like just wigging the fuck out (laughs) like
1: throwing throwing hands up in the air like really getting into it as well (laughs) Oh honestly like incredible incredible Tom Cruisey moment Tom Cruise is, is losing one shit
0: a crazy he does he does flip out a lot Yeah Yeah that's a, mm, that was definitely a, a Tom Cruise flip out is Mm, 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 mm. fantastic he resolves to go to find a psychiatrist in the next town which he can't do because the next town is like this tiny little I mean it's a it's a big town but mm. it's it yeah, he can't find a psychiatrist and I don't think he can just walk into a fucking psychiatrist thank you Charlie like come on so anyway he goes to, to he just finds like a GP to go to oh no before I get to that there's a bit where he Raymond gets out the car while Charlie's trying to ring around to find a doctor and Raymond just starts wandering and he's walking across when it says walk and then it says don't walk oh. so he just stops in the middle of the road and, uh, yes. you know, these big burly cowboy looking dudes, like, are mm. quite abusive at first, but then they realize something's wrong and they just kind of like, they get much more gentle. Yeah. They like, they're like, Hey, what the hell? They're really angry. But then they like, they twig.
1: They're like, oh, wait, no, it's not very nice to be, be mean to people with
0: disabilities. Much faster than Charlie
1: fucking does in this movie. you he's had days to twig. He has not twigged, not once. He has <laughs> twigs and cursed. Like It's funny, like, it's such a ham-fisted mm. representation, but autistic minds do like to take things literally. But it' a very ham-fisted. Like, like I said, once again, I'm going to quote my friend Clem Basto. imperfect representation is still representation. And, uh, you know, 80s representation. Uh, yeah. But autistic brains do take things literally it doesn't look like that often. But, case okay, so that's what they chose to represent that. So, okay. To a public
0: who's like, what the fuck is autism? Like, I guess. Going to fucking punch him in the head to make him understand. Who <laughs> the fuck is autism? When they're at the doctor's office. So, you know, there's like in the waiting room and while the nurse is being like, so you're saying he's artistic? I'm like, what the kind of fucking nurse is this? Mm. But there's this old man just talking about the Pony Express. Did you notice that? Mm. And he's just oh man. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Apparently, like, he's not an extra. He's just an old man who wouldn't stop fucking talking about the Pony Express. And they kept... They kept kept him in just because I thought it was really yeah
1: (laughs) My heart. It was really
0: cute.
1: I, uh, I like, as someone who gets focused on shit and wants to talk about stuff that I like all the time, so that really tickles me. I quite
0: like that. It's very like, sweet. immediately, it's so what cute. is the Pony Express? And like, get out of this. You don't need to start reading about what the phony, Pony Express is. Well, what is it now? I have Basically, to know. It was a mail, so it's a mail service that existed yes. for quite a short amount of time in the US before oh. trains and everything became more widespread. But it was like, messages and mail transferred by people and horses. And what? Yeah. That's- Pony Express. <laughs> A great name. I love it. The doctor actually tries to explain autism to Charlie, which he's had it explained <laughs> to him, but he didn't listen. So this doctor tries, and this doctor doesn't know it as intimately as like Dr. Bruno, but he yeah, tries to explain it to him a little bit better, especially the savant. because so, he asked, oh no, he he sort of twigs that mm. maybe this guy is also savant and so they ask him questions and they get him to add really big numbers together and Raymond does it really really well and Charlie's like mm. he's a genius and then the doctor conveys that well yeah he knows numbers but if I he says if I give you a dollar and something costs 60 cents how much money do you have left and Raymond just can't figure it out because he doesn't understand money and that concept yeah. isn't connecting yeah I think I might have rolled my eyes at that a little bit because I mean
1: at the end of the day money and dollars like as a concept like could be explained and it's just frustrating me that no one would have explained it to him especially because later on he learns how to play fucking cards
0: yeah. <laughs> so a hundred cents to a dollar is like you know <laughs> that was a sticking point earlier where the doctor at the mental institution actually says he hasn't actually doesn't have a concept of money and i think really sets up his fury oh, because he's yeah, like he has no right. concept of fucking money but then why does he get all the money you know mental institutions aren't free charlie for fuck's sake the money's not there for him to go buy yeah, a beamer it like it's there for him to survive especially in the states Dumb cunt. <laughs> you piece of shit. But I need Tom Cruise. I'm like, I love you. But fucking Charlie Babbitt can go eat a fucking turd. <laughs> Charlie Babbitt. Or
1: oh, get in my cunt Ethan Hunt. Charlie Babbitt. Uh, eat a turd. I don't know. It doesn't rhyme. I tried.
0: Charlie Babbitt. Babbitt. Dang nabbit.
1: Oh, dang nabbit. Oh, <gasps> uh, This and more wizardry on cruising for reviews <laughs>
0: Uh, Incredible. Ah, I know I said I wouldn't keep going through this as I read my list, but I really like when they're in the phone booth and Charlie doesn't trust Raymond to sneak off. So they're both in their own booth. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh, fart. (laughs) And he (laughs) farts and seeing Tom Cruise say the word fart so many times ah hilarious
1: (laughs) that tickles me but only because I would do that to somebody like knowingly I would be like "Uh the amount of times I'll be getting into or
0: out of the car and I'll (laughs) fart purposely while I'm still in the car
1: (laughs) hey wait so I was about to get out and you go wait 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 a minute just wait wait oh my god just wait no stop do you hear that? <laughs> Incredible! <laughs> it's what a setup. Oh, and then they have to sit in the car. Oh, <laughs> like you just lock all the doors. <laughs> you, you, you suck. <laughs> it's good. Oh, it's good. Anyway, that was wild. That I don't know. There's lots of moments. I feel like it's just one thing I want to like reiterate is like um, Raymond's acting feels more like a parody. Mm. It was once again like they were trying their best to represent what they knew, yeah, in the best way they could, but. You know, obviously, yeah. Neurotypical actors trying to capture the experience for a non-neurodiverse audience. Yeah. So yeah, it, it feels it's so cringy to watch a lot of it. I'm sure. Did you cringe when you were watching oh, one yeah. of his acting?
0: Oh, that's the thing with Dustin Hoffman. A little like, bit. Yes, and it's because I know how different. Oh yeah, like it you is. know what you know. Like now. when I, yeah. Like, so yeah, seeing it. Yeah, I I'm trying to see it through the lens of the time it came out and all the good intentions. Oh yeah, same. Like I get why I won an Oscar and everything because I think and if. Apparently, Dustin Hoffman hated his performance. Both he and Tom Cruise didn't think this movie was going to do any do well. Really? Oh! Apparently, would practice by they learn each other's lines and would practice as each other because Dustin Hoffman was originally going to be Charlie and someone else is going to be. So yeah, it was all those little little tidbits. But I love it. Yeah, I can see it from the perspective that people who didn't like know what autism was or. Anyone who knew a little bit about autism thinks it's people who are nonverbal, who have no empathy, like all the heightened stereotypical stereotypes. Yeah. Things. And this has given it a little bit more nuance and it's given it like yeah, you know, a bit more depth than what anyone might mm. have known about it then and I think even up until yeah, the last 10-15 yeah. years that still would have almost been the case I feel like it's been oh, the last for sure. I mean, like, decade or so where mm. it's actually become oh no it's not just and this is not you know in the medical world or anything this is talking about strictly just ordinary people who don't know anything about science or psychiatry or anything like mm. I think up until reasonably recently this movie still would have been eye-opening to a lot of people oh totally Um. yeah I feel like up until like
1: 2010 even yeah Maybe, maybe later. But I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it's everything changed when I found out I was autistic myself. You know, I wasn't like offended to find out. I was just like, it was like a surprise. And then it's funny, like, oh, okay. I don't know how relevant this is, but I'll just say it anyway. It's funny when you find out you're autistic and then you start telling of like close people to you that you're autistic, like family members. Yes. They want to make you feel better. I feel better because I know I'm autistic. Yeah. They want to make me feel better because I found out I'm autistic. And I think it's quite strange. Like I had one family member be like, oh, I don't think like, should. Think they should call it that, and I'm like, well, then what should they call it? Because I don't, I don't mind being autistic. I was like, it's not, it's not because like she's being mean. She just goes like, oh, historically, the data means that that's a bad thing, or that means that you're less capable having a
0: disability. Yeah, like the connotations of autism really negative, like totally. And I'm like, no, it is so
1: vast. It's so much more vast than all the people I love most in this world have turned out to be on the spectrum in some way, like or neuro, not neurotypical in some way, whether they've been officially diagnosed or not. I was talking to my friend from my best friend from high school who is also non-binary and also like not diagnosed but obviously like self-diagnosis is pretty common because of the lack of accessibility for adults um to get diagnosed and we could not be more different they are incredibly introverted very like like I said like very bookish very good at study all these things and I don't know why but from primary school through to high school I loved them I could not work out why I was just like this person is just the fucking best and it's because we were both on the spectrum and it makes so much sense we speak the same language yeah it's funny I guess it's like changing the narrative of like autism being bad it's quite freeing to know that you're autistic it means that you can like reconfigure your expectations of what you can and can't do Mm -hmm. instead of thinking which is a really common thing amongst people with either ADHD and autism because of the overlap there especially in the school system which is where it starts to develop because we don't cope with it often parents teachers will just say you're lazy so you just think you're lazy your entire life and you think that everyone can do it including you and you can you just have to try harder no it turns out I can't and that's really it was like an amazing thing to know it was like oh my god it wasn't me like I'm really smart. I have a lot of drive in things I am interested in. But if it's something that I don't get straight away or if it's something that I struggle with, like to keep focused on, my brain does not want to let me do it. And then it gets overwhelmed, which is the autistic side, more than the ADHD side. And I just shut down. Like I failed all my short subjects at one stage in high school because I had what I realized now was an autistic shutdown. I didn't go nonverbal. I just stopped doing things because it was like it was too much work and I wasn't getting anywhere and I was overwhelmed, but nobody knew that. They just were like, Lauren, you're lazy. Why aren't you just doing it? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I knew i just do do. it. I I just, yeah, exactly. Totally. So it's really, it's really interesting. It's really, it's quite liberating to know you're autistic. Like it's uh, yeah. Being able to understand your own brain is the best thing you can do.
0: Well, I guess that would also apply with, you know, any other medical condition, like, you know, you're diagnosed with something and you're like people like, Oh, I'm so sorry. like, no, like unless it has it's you know terminal i guess yeah and ways that's ha- gonna harm you i guess yeah I, i'm not gonna go into it because it's a bit embarrassing but i had a personal i had a oh. thing my doctor's like oh you are at risk of this and i was like oh that's really embarrassing but i'm glad i know now because it's not just my body falling apart exactly no 100 percent no it's like it's like when you know like the information can just help you yeah.
1: like it's just you 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 can't be helped with it it's not
0: irreversible, like you know an irreversible thing like you know brain cancer that's gonna kill you next oh, week oh yeah like thing like, yeah yeah, don't if, harm you. yeah if you can manage it and fix it either fix it or just manage it for the rest Probably. of your life like it's yeah it's mm, good to know it's, yeah well now I have to like
1: reconfigure my life based around this knowledge and that is awesome it means that I am happier. Yeah. I'm so much happier. Um, yeah, it's a funny old thing. But anyway, I can't remember the point. The point was that
0: the being point the is rules. that <laughs> uh, Charlie Babbitt's a big piece of shit. He's a big bitch. <laughs> is what big. I thought you were going to say. He's also there. Um, there's a few, like a few things happen. We'll just skim over. Like they try his obsession with watching Family Court. They go to a, like a random farmhouse oh, and, and watch and
1: timed. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, Things like that. They they stop at a hotel, another hotel for the night. And Ray is doing mm. his who's on next because obviously he's in a little bit of distress. Charlie keeps yeah. trying to explain the joke because he just doesn't get why he doesn't get it at all. While he's lecturing no, Ray, just, he actually w- scripting yeah finds out that Raymond is Rain Man from his childhood, and he actually has a, has a picture of Raymond with a little baby Charlie, which blows Charlie's mind. I think this is this could have been more of a turning point for Charlie, but it is a little bit of one, mm. but not as much as it should have been. Really, baby step. Charlie. Yeah. the teeniest fucking baby hmm. baby fucking i know oh, man baby steps is what it is <laughs> jesus christ so yeah they realize ray lived with the family until 1965 which is shortly after their mother died and there was an incident with hot water in the bath raymond yes, keeps saying they he, he
1: did there wasn't an extra person to be raymond's support yeah. person to be like, oh well, his parent,
0: yeah. but also his support, like, yeah, yeah for his disability. Raymond kids going like hot water burn baby. So obviously that was drilled into him and then the dad's like, I can't cope and trundled him off to the institution to live.
1: Yeah, well we know what how his dad their, their dad was so... You know, hmm. It
0: may have probably been and better then, for like, Raymond to be yeah. in that secure,
1: yes, uh, like an environment that has structure, yeah structure, Um yeah. and yeah structure for sure,
0: yeah. Uh, right, uh, okay. I need one of these, a Sony Watchman, which is like a portable television. I'm like fucking need one of these. Oh, it was so great! Oh, just walking around, which it was so is so great, even though I hate I commercial know. TV, oh. I still want to have a Sony Watchman. But
1: how imagine look, how big were the batteries that went in that fucking? <laughs> like thing? those big. Like... They were like the D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like e-batteries or whatever they were.
0: Like you throw at someone and knock them unconscious.
1: They answer it like a yeah. phone, like an 80s phone. Like our TVs are small, but our phones are massive. <laughs> and that is it. That is the 80s.
0: Like, the 80s. I love that thing. It was amazing. But it, it takes a lot of stress away. So good on you, Charlie, for thinking of one yes. good thing, I guess. Oh, yeah. You worked it out.
1: It's... <laughs> Yeah, like I I enjoy him coming up with workarounds to provide comfort
0: very slowly. And it's so purely (laughs) selfish too. It's like we can't keep stopping. So yes, 100%. It's like, well, I guess we'll
1: have to manage this. It's a one thing as well. I'm not sure if it's happened yet, but he tries to like, he tries to like reason with Raymond like he's not got a disability and almost try and cure him while he's having meltdowns. It's just like, mate, nah, just let him have the meltdown. They look a lot like a temper tantrum. But it's because you're overwhelmed. And sometimes you just gotta write it out. Like just give them a few moments. Like wrap them up. The more you carry on. Just give them a couple minutes. Yeah, it's... Come out of. He also, like, I'm sorry, he's having a meltdown. He has still got a disability. You can't... you got to go with it. You can't cure it. It's just how it is.
0: We also find out that the import thing fucking failed miserably, and now Charlie owes $80,000 oh. to all the potential buyers for these cars. So there's four cars, 20K deposits, so now he owes $80,000 to these people, which he doesn't have because he would have spent all that money trying to get the cars in the first place. So he's freaking yeah. out about that. They Wah-wah. drive through Vegas, but they don't actually stop because Charlie still hasn't put things together about how he can <laughs> fucking use oh man how can he How can he exploit yeah. his brother how indeed but <laughs> they realise when they're at a diner outside just outside of Vegas when Raymond can remember every so he's looked through all the songs and all the numbers for the jukebox and he remembers every single combination and Charlie tests him out mm. and then he gets a pack of cards and realises he can count cards he remembers every single card in the pack ah that's right yes. so he's like we just passed through fucking Vegas let's go back and they do to Caesars Palace yeah oh man that's
1: home of Cher isn't it Cher Cher performs their heaps at Caesars Palace that sounds about right yeah well, it's, it's very popular with the queers old oh, Caesars Palace from memory Cher
0: famously went out with Tom Cruise for a while
1: oh yes I was gonna say very
0: popular with that, that yes <laughs> <laughs> every, every queer in the world loves Cher. I've watched yeah, Drag Race I know that. actually give back your <laughs>
1: yeah you have to give back your card, your like queer aficionado card, if you. um where you are like, yeah, you get your membership, and they're like, how do you feel about show? And if you even go, hmm, they're like, oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 straight person, <sighs> <laughs> <clears throat> incorrect. <laughs> yeah, but oh yeah, yeah, she dated, she like, she dated Tom yeah. Cruise,
0: and she said he was a generous yeah. lover. I think about that. I think about that often. <laughs> Anytime anyone goes to meet, has nice. A sense you know, Tom Cruise only dates younger women. I'm like, only Katie Holmes was a bit younger than him. Also, he's actually yes. dated famously dated Sher, who was much older than him. And his first wife was older than him. Yes. So like, get bent. Okay? Scientology oh. set that yeah, up and it didn't bent. work. Yeah. So just fucking leave him alone. Stop it. You hush your get mouth. You know Leonardo DiCaprio. You hush your mouths. Is Tom
1: Cruise? is Tom, Tom 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 Cruise is he is he are we allowed to say it or are we gonna get we're we gonna get squirreled? Is he leaving Scientology? Is that happening? I uh, I
0: mean I read a very tabloidy article about that he's Oh, I know. I hold out hope. Uh, yeah, I mean, like,
1: you know, it's a time. Deal. Problem is, I don't, know I don't think Tom Cruise
0: can I'm not, a not fan. have something like a religion in, in his life. Like, he went from Catholic. Oh, Unless he wants to go, like, like richard, a richard Gere helps become him like Buddhist. That'd be kind of nice. Oh, yeah. Buddhism's got, it's, it's a mighty fine jam. Mm. From whatever over it? There actually are a faction of extremists within Buddhism. So all, all religions really? are turns out. I, all religions. That's such a wild time. Well, I'm yeah, real fuck. They, they, they deny that the Dalai Lama is, like, the true Dalai Lama or or the, the actual like the leader and they are violent extremists. So put that wow. in your hat. <laughs> I know I'm really I'm really
1: fascinated by that. I'm yeah. going to look I'm going to look that up. That's that's absolutely my jam. I have to know things like this. Yeah, no, this, I have heard about that into I was my like true talk crime. What?
0: Okay, so there's a montage of them. I could fucking love a good montage. I Vegas montage yes. too. Mm-hmm. Wait. Is this
1: is there a montage? No, not quite a b- montage, but when he's teaching him cards, is there a bit? I've written this down, he goes, You're a beautiful man, and he smiles real big, and then there's a guitar riff. I think does so. that happen? I think so. I think I laughed. Lost- so loud is like loud. I'm pretty sure
0: that's that bit, but it's like you're a beautiful man. Big smart. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go exploit my brother. Yeah. So this is the really famous bit of Rayman that I think most people know, even if they haven't yes. seen Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. You to explain
1: this bit and I'll tell you what I used to think about this.
0: In a nutshell, Charlie uses Raymond to count cards and they win big in Vegas playing poker. Here's the thing. I knew nothing about this film. I knew that it was about somebody with autism uh, and Tom Cruise
1: in it. I thought the whole film was about this. I think that's with fair. Was like them being fair. swindly as hell. I literally thought that. And so when I hadn't seen this film and it was about poor, poor Raymond being harassed by his shitty brother for hours and hours, fucking days, days and days. I was really surprised. I was like, I was like, oh, is this going to be like a dumb little romp about this? No. But yeah, so I, I was like amazed it took this long
0: to get to this part of the film, and it's not even the whole film. It's just one little section of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Really
0: surprised. Just that thing that's in the culture lexicon where it's just everyone knows
1: yeah well i guess uh, well the simpsons as well it's like that that's the part they reference because it's the most famous bit so that's just crazy to me
0: obviously security notice and yeah, so this this movie made the general public think that card counting is illegal like in vegas or in casinos it's not it's just that really it's no it's never been oh interesting i suppose it's like
1: table I guess the casinos have like their own like lay of the land and laws their own um I guess security and they, I
0: mean you're on private property so if they don't want you there with yes. all their money then they can tell you to fuck off but then this movie kind of when Charlie has a meeting with the head of security he's heavily insinuates that well he doesn't he doesn't say it's illegal but he's like we will tell everyone in Vegas or the casinos we can in Vegas about you so just leave oh yes I think people interpreted that as it's illegal and will t- t- tell the police but I think in the movie yeah. what they're actually implying is like you'll get your legs broke if you continue doing this so oh yeah it's
1: like it's like when you get thrown out of Disneyland for being drunk you just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Those Mickey Mouse will break your legs. <laughs> uh, they never caught me that one time I got drunk in Epcot. They did. They didn't. But in Tokyo Disney Sea, you can get a beer, so whatever. Um. But this had some uncomfortable moments with like, uh, well, interesting moments. I don't really know how to feel about them in hindsight, but some uncomfortable bits because just before the I'm going to break your legs <laughs> sort of a thing. Well, I liked the bit with Charlie and Raymond dancing. Yeah, that was really sweet. I thought that was really lovely. It was really sweet. But it's for his date, which I mean, like, Honestly, like people with disability have every right to seek like sex work and stuff like yeah. that even though but but it's sort of like set up so that raymond doesn't understand that
0: yeah he, he doesn't know she's a sex so worker. i don't know he just thinks she's I know, a pretty doesn't... lady and he asks about prescription medication yes. and yeah he does he yeah.
1: likes her that's like i like that that was a really cute little throwback to that um but like i mean like yeah disability and like seeking sex work and like that's all oh, like super normal like no problems but i suppose because they set it up so that raymond doesn't have a concept of money he doesn't have a concept of what sex work is things like that that was like oh uh, okay this is this is just weird and of course obviously he doesn't show up. I, I suppose Raymond seems like a little bit sad about it but then Susanna kisses him in the elevator. Oh, yeah, Susanna's rejoin
0: them in Vegas like she's obviously yes. gotten over her rage and has come Oh back. she
1: decided she's yes she's like hmm yes so that's, that's a bit weird. So Susanna shows up and
0: she kisses him it's kind of annoying because it's out of pity and autistic people don't really want to be pitied <laughs> I, I, don't, I didn't take it as pity I took that as oh this is something like he actually wants a, mm. a connection with a woman and it was Denied to him, so I'm gonna yes. let him have it and see. It's it's such a I don't know. It made me uncomfortable. I don't really know how to
1: process that. One I think because yeah, I'm like if that scene existed, yeah, it's, it's weird. Now, that would be
0: <gasps> yes, just awful. But. Very, then like, I think it was more sympathetic. Highly, highly agree. I see what they were
1: trying yeah. to do, but it didn't, I don't think it hit the mark at all. I'm sure on the day, yeah, but now, no. It felt uncomfortable and it felt like weirdly, like dubious in the nature of consent because yeah. Charlie also never outrightly says yes. He struggles with agency because of the nature of his disability. That, Like, you know, his his agency is kind of taken away from him in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it's in, it's interesting, but it's also, it is also set up that he does want a connection with a woman. So I just think it's worth mentioning. And if you yeah. have like, like, if listeners have thoughts about it, please, like, I don't know, let us know. I just yeah. thought it was really interesting and lots, of, I'm sure there are lots of really good opinions about that one out there. So
0: yeah. Um, Back to the dancing scene. So Charlie teaches him to dance for the date and it is a really sweet scene. This is a, when you actually properly see Charlie being reasonably kind. Like he's, yes. he's still like, like, oh, I feel, a bit, I feel a bit silly and everything, but he teaches him to dance and then he actually goes to give him a hug, but grabs him behind the neck and Raymond just can't. Oh, it's such a, it's the most aggressive hug in history. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's like Oh, business man, guy hugs <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know i
1: laughed so hard i was like oh. autistic people can hug trust me i love hugging it doesn't always come naturally to a lot of folks but that hug was like a tackle i was like whoa well, like the, yeah. I think oh, that's i also love their matching suit
0: well they also set up oh well, yeah then that montage they got matching suits and haircuts and everything but i think they set up earlier when he grabbed him by the neck to yell at him so when he grabbed him kind of and put him in by back of the neck immediately yes. he was like oh, oh they shit. did set that up yeah he, he's gonna well, hurt his, me yeah his
1: frame of reference is that's a, a bad situation. Yeah. I'm not unreasonable for Raymond at all. Yeah. I really liked the dancing scene. What I kept laughing at was throughout this Tom Cruise kept doing his Tom Cruise clap yeah. really loudly. Um, I can love that clap. Autistic people fucking hate sudden loud noises more than anything. So he's he's doing it like right in his ear as well. And, and Raymond wouldn't flinch. And I was like, oh man, nah, like that was moments where I was like, that's not how that would go. Like we can be quite highly reactive in a lot of ways. It was just wild like that but yeah no he's big clap constantly I do love the Tom Cruise clap because it reminds me of that um the deep fake of um what's his face doing the Tom Cruise impression (laughs) impression that is like him doing the crap it's it's crap (laughs) who did the clap pardon me Tom Cruise doing his big Tom Cruise crap (laughs) Yeah, oh. him doing that like is the most Tom Cruiseism. It's my favorite impersonation ever of all time. So good,
0: so good. To further prove that Charlie has you know softened a little bit towards his brother, he lets him drive the Buick around the Caesar's Palace driveway, which nice little heartwarming moment. They're all having a lovely kiss. Yes, hits every curb, and I'm like, he's like, I'm a, I'm a good driver. I'm a really good driver, and he's like, fucking smashing yeah, all the curbs. He's been
1: told that. He's been told that as affection, I'd say, yeah. by their dad. Yeah, It's is like also like showing. I guess, well, we never get to see the dad, but it's like he cared in his own way. Yeah. Like, piece of shit. <laughs> fucking turd Uh, in his
0: 80s business (laughs) family which is not really at all not really at all they get back to LA Susanna gets dropped off he catches up with Dr. Bruner before the psych evaluation before they go to court Um, he wants to Mm. make a deal with Charlie to so he can get Ray back into the care he needs to be in and offers him 250k no no questions asked that's it Charlie refuses because all of a sudden he's like no I think I want to be a brother to Raymond I think I can do it actually I've had a whittle train of heart Ooh. and I want all the money <laughs> for it too so yeah hmm. yeah real I'm like oh you I thought you were doing better but hmm. like
1: how have you come this far and not seen that you're in over your fucking head mate and also you're not what's best No,
0: like, I don't. like you're by causing a long stress
1: like it's not just about how are you going to manage this It's this person requires help and that's okay if, they just if need they'd like, grown like, to up together happy.
0: and he could have mm. like it, it definitely could have been his carer and everything but that's yeah, not the reality but he has no
1: idea how to manage yeah for sure it's like yeah, Charlie loving to do things for Charlie's sake rather than for sort of thinking about what Raymond needs yeah. and makes Raymond happy. So,
0: yeah. I think he, the first thing that kind of makes Charlie start having a change of heart with this is when Ray tries to make some they ego big in Vegas? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, well, because in Vegas, oh, sorry, I didn't say in Vegas, they made lots of money and so they could pay the thing back and they made a little bit extra as yes. well. So, that, I think that's probably yes. the main reason why Charlie was so chuffed. Like, not because he's learned much, it's because he's made a bunch of money. Yeah. But yeah, so Ray, sets off a smoke alarm and really like has a proper meltdown over it and loud, loud sudden noises my friend not a good time like those fucking alarms make me want to throw myself out of building oh, So yeah. no. absolutely
1: you know they like if i've already had a bad day and they start i'll just start crying like straight up
0: so we call a day
1: ruiner i oh, call a big shit and fart of a day ruiner <laughs> my friends it's... oh you want
0: to see me go from zero to meltdown what it's like a fucking unexpected fire. beeping
1: oh fucking nah sit in the corner Clutch my head, can't deal. Absolutely not.
0: So there, they got the psych appointment. He gets takes him to get pancakes at this diner that I would, I wish, I doubt exists. So this fucking pastel pink diner. It was so cute. No, I even wrote this down. I was like, holy shit, look at this diner. (laughs) Yeah, it's in my. It's so good. But he's he's doing things like points out the fact that the maple syrup is out. Like he's actually made these little accommodations for him. And at one point, I know that started happening. I was like. So a little bit earlier, yes. we saw them both eating cheese balls with toothpicks, like even... Toothpicks. I didn't notice that. Charlie That's was so doing sweet. that too. So, it's like,
1: so like, adapting to his needs. Yeah, he,
0: he's adapted, but they don't make... I mean, maybe they don't need to make a big show, show of them, but yeah. they were so subtle that I think, yeah, for him to suddenly be make this huge change in his mind about what he wants to do with yes. Raymond was too dramatic. Like, we didn't see him develop enough. Ah, uh, yes. I, it felt really dramatic. It, it yeah. did feel like, Pam
1: and I'm a good person now, yeah. even... Because I got money. It's like, uh, okay. Mm, mm. <laughs> Mm. <laughs>
0: um, so they go to the psych it's um dr Bruner and another psychiatrist and they like ask him questions like they talk about what they did over the last week and mm. raymond like just you know says all the things that he remembers the best i guess like i lost three thousand yeah. i lost three thousand dollars in vegas like even though he won like ninety yeah. hundred thousand dollars
1: he likes numeric stuff though yeah, yeah.
0: and he, he learned how to dance my brother taught me how to dance i kissed a girl I'm like oh how was it and he's yes. like wet <laughs> like, which is exactly what kisses are
1: yeah exactly no i remember first kiss in, in a haunted house at a, a school fete and i was like like i went back for seconds but i was like Ugh. oh
0: this is so <laughs> slimy Yeah, is so strange yeah it's very wet <laughs> they ask ask charlie if he's you know witnessed any outbursts and you know charlie's so argumentative the whole way through it's an infuriating 80s talking over each other Quite i don't funny, think you can blame it? the movie yeah. i think it's just what the fucking 80s were
1: yeah but it's also like showing like that charlie is in his by his nature so defen- on the defensive yeah all the time Yeah, never does anything wrong. Yeah, they're asking him very simple, logical questions, but Charlie's jumping to the conclusion that he's going to be blamed and he's going to lose his brother. So that was really interesting because these are people who are not like, they're not the police. They're not, they're just like, they're just trying to get the information Mm. so they can help make the best decision. And all the questions they're asking are really reasonable. Yeah. Like they're questions I've heard, oh, well, not like they're similar to questions I've heard in like therapy or things like that, just so they can assess you. Mm. But Charlie is, yeah, like afraid of being blamed or being seen as a shithead, which we know he is. And now he realizes he has been as well. So he's on the like defensive. He's got his guard up. That's yeah. what I thought about that scene. Anyway,
0: I wrote. I wrote a note. Everyone keeps talking over each other. Brownie face. <laughs> that's how that seems sometimes. I was like "Shut yes. this is too much especially with Raymond like not coping there yeah well I wrote down anxious because he started getting anxious again yes uh, the psychs ask oh no also the so not Dr. Bruno the other psychiatrist is uh. the director fun fact
1: really oh wow rando yeah we're not a budget losers they I kept mean...
0: asking Ray does he want to go back with Charlie and yeah but do you want to go back to Walbrook and he's like yeah so this is
1: interesting no he does know what he wants he wants both yeah yeah that's what I got from that that situation is like you want to to Wellbrook, yes, because he feels safe there. Does he want to stay with Charlie? Yes, he wants Charlie in his life. Mm. So it's like it's his way of answering both. Yeah. So I was lo- I was lucky that I was like, no, he knows who he's talking about. He's not incapable of making decisions. He just he just can't communicate yeah. them.
0: But I think the way that I think the movie makes that see he can't make up his own mind. Like oh I yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. But, but no, he he can. He yeah.
1: is. That's what I got from that. I was like,
0: he wants both, and that's that's
1: cool. That's really really cool. Yeah. Also like the little hug that Tom Cruise gives him, little tenderness when yeah. he gets out of the room. Like I was like, nice like we've reached we've reached it we've done it yeah. like he's the, the psychologist sleeve and he like acknowledges that that Raymond's overwhelmed he yeah. acknowledges all of the and keeps t-
0: promising like we won't no more questions I'm sorry and they, they put their heads together and I'm like oh yes. that's really
1: sweet do you know decision making is something that autistic people struggle with oh. yeah that's a legit thing so like that him struggling with decision making it's wild like it can be anything from like which cereal should I have for breakfast mm-hmm. through to what life changes what should I study that, that like they can be just as scary for mm-hmm. one another like oh if I eat the wrong cereal and the texture's bad and it ruins my day and takes all my spoons away and I have to lie down. Yeah. Versus like that's like that's how big that problem can be sometimes depending on how much energy and mental energy you have on the day. It's wild.
0: So yeah. So Charlie obviously I guess after that psych evaluation realizes that Warbrook is a better option. Yes. (laughs) Finally Certainly took him long enough.
1: <laughs> it only took me a kidnapping of you three days to realize that I should have just. Yeah, left it was like seven days alone. to
0: get across. Seven days. Yeah, it's a long time. <gasps> Do you think about how many hotels they yeah. stayed at? Yeah, it was like seven days. All oh up to get yeah, across. shit, it was. Yeah. Oh my god, it really was. <laughs> oh, One week. Raymond. Oh Jeez. my gosh, lordy, Charlie. Oh, and it was, I like the bit where yeah, like he gives him like a forehead kiss, and Raymond says yeah. Charlie because it spells his name out. Like he spells out. And, he likes that. Yeah.
1: Things when he likes them. Yeah. It's really sweet little habitual things like that yeah
0: yeah i, I kind of like how they set this up so they cut to when think it's going to be the court case and they're walking through this official looking building and you're like oh, it's the court case but then they pop out <gasps> and it's actually the train station the train station i yeah. really liked
1: that too yeah that like oh really you good. tricked me really clever
0: oh yeah oh you made the
1: right decision no i really i liked i liked that i made the right decision it's like it's just little things that i like and i'm obviously very positive like i said they he said goodbye to raymond and puts him on the train and then reinforces when he's going to see him yeah autistic people don't like unexpected things yeah well my ADHD would argue otherwise loves unexpected things but knowing when you have plans in place and being able to like look ahead is really good for autistic brains because it means that we don't get overwhelmed by quick change so the fact that he's like I'll see you in two weeks and I'll see you in this and it's like yeah he promises it gives him a timeline and yeah yes exactly like that's like oh you finally got it and it's I mean like that's their way of showing an audience that he cares I've really which I really liked and I'm also showing he cares on the level yeah. is how I want to sort of say it. Like he's he's reached his level as best you can in this 80s movie. Um, so I really liked that as well. I thought that was really cute.
0: And like he says, How many, how many seconds is that? And immediately Raymond can answer just in case we forgot that yes. he's savant for one for one. He's minute. Savant. But yeah, so he get like has his bag full of treats, and like Dr. Brun is like, hey, go get your new underpants from Kmart. And he's like, What do you reckon? And, and Raymond's like, Kmart sucks. <laughs> Kmart sucks. <laughs> I'm like, incorrect. Incorrect Kmart rules. Uh, Raymond's gonna go to Kmart and be like, fuck yeah, my underpants underpants thank god i just said that yeah, to shut my oh, up. thank god i'm away
1: from charlie Babbitt i can get my underpants
0: oh, without shame the movie kind of ends where it's like charlie's overcome with emotion and also oh yeah so they're taking a train obviously so they don't catch planes i just want to point out i worked out how long an amtrak train gets from la to <gasps> 72 hours that fucking train takes. It's not direct. Oh. It's like the train system it's in the US is fucking awful. Like it should not take three. It should take 24 <laughs> hours max. But the way it goes. So yeah, anyway, sounds like a yeah. nightmare. So Dr. Br- good on Dr. Bruner for being there to escort him. I th- yes. I definitely think Dr. Bruner had nothing but, you know, the right intentions for Raymond. Oh,
1: Dr. Bruner's like pretty much a alleged. Yeah. Like he's great. I really like him. I really like Charlie's like favorite carer as well. I thought he was great. Burned, he's yeah. a really chill dude. Yeah, I found him so nice. It, I loved at him At the start so he kept much. saying
0: like, calling out for Vern like he's like oh shit Vern Vern but Vern said at the start of the movie like if something happened to me I don't think he would notice or care but when he wasn't with Vern he was immediately calling out. No for Vern. he was yeah, dead.
1: like yeah incorrect autistic people have no matter their their level of ability have very complex thoughts and emotions and like.
0: Because they're not showing so yeah if something happened to Vern and Raymond wouldn't show him the normal emotions there and then. What they would expect yeah. But he mm. yeah when he called out for him when he was stressed it seemed like he wasn't showing any emotion at leaving Charlie he was too gross in his watchman, but you bet he talked that mm. whole time about all the stuff he did with Charlie yes, the whole way back. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's just because he's not
1: making eye contact. He's not doing anything. It's like, no, it's a, it's like a frustrating thing. Um, I've been following like autistic um Instagram a little bit and there are a lot of uh, autistic people are, who are nonverbal who use devices to communicate and they're highly intelligent people. It's just that the ability to not be able to communicate like verbally or effectively or in a, in a neurotypical way it means that people will think you are stupid. It's like really Really frustrating for for folks who use those devices to communicate um so just like really interesting and um yeah it just it's a lot of that stuff um it's so fun to learn it now that i know i'm part of the community in my own way in my own little where of the spectrum or circle of the spectrum <laughs> this film is very problematic i think before i said i've never seen a tom cruise film i didn't like i did not like this film okay. i'll be honest with you i wanted to i just thought that i don't know i guess it's just i think it's just too dated for me to enjoy yeah it's so i find that really and that's fine like you know watch it or don't I don't care like it came out in the 80s but I was going to watch it again and I couldn't bring myself to because I was like nah I just just couldn't sit through it again and it's so funny I think well my husband said Peter said at the time he was like wow it's amazing seeing this because at the time it was considered a masterpiece and now I I watch it with what the knowledge I have of of myself and what autistic autism looks like and how it feels to me personally and obviously like you know we as a a society progress the best we can so yeah I found it really frustrating to watch and really stressful especially because I'm just like stop Dr. Todd mentioning the nice man. Yeah, right. Let him go home and watch his shows. My God. <laughs>
0: do you know what's wild? Like, do you ever think about Forrest Gump?
1: Yes. That's a funny little film, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Because that was made not a full 10 years later. When was when was Forrest Gump made? Yeah, I thought it was 80s. Or is it early 90s? No, no, it's 90s. No, I was in, oh. I, was in uh, I, I think it was 95. Hang on. Interesting. Because
1: what I remember about Forrest Gump. 94. So I was in, yeah, 94. I was still in primary school. I was five. Yeah. So ni- Forrest Gump's interesting because that's about someone with an intellect. Intellectual disability telling like tales of whimsy
0: yeah problematic as fuck
1: oh totally yes but um what i like about that film is that it's a retrospective of american history told from one person's perspective and yeah. it's just really interesting for that reason but other than that i, I don't think i've rewatched it in a long time yeah I, like I,
0: I i'm a bit too scared to watch it because i always i've always loved it but uh, and you're allowed to i'm not gonna judge oh, you yeah, for it but i know i'm watching it again mm. i'm gonna not like it it's the same as the people probably oh, love yeah may have loved rain man yeah it's and Funny. then seeing it later, they were like, "Oh no,
1: this wasn't." Yeah, you you like can't go back once you yeah. once you've learned and once you've grown as a person. It's really hard. And I I've never had that opportunity. I never had that opportunity because I only saw it recently for the first time. Yeah. Conveniently for the podcast. Well, it's,
0: yeah, same. That is I, an interesting thing, isn't it? I, I think a lot of these Oscar baity movies, not a lot of them date well. I don't think. No. I think when they're made and they've got some, you know, the simpleton character that you know, yes. everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I, uh, my whole perspective has changed." Oh, for this. My whole heart. So yeah, but it's like. Well, no, it's never told from the correct...
1: Well, it's never told from a perspective that's, like, truly empathetic to the character experiencing yeah, it's done, that it's for disability. Oscar, so. Totally. It's, like, it's all about how that affects someone else's life. It's almost like Manic Pixie, Dr- Pixie Dream Girl, but yeah. for, like, making you not a piece of shit, yeah. like, with disability. It's so weird. I mean, like, I have a lot of love for Manic Pixie Dream Girl movies. I think they're lovely. Like, I love D- Zoe Deschnell in pretty much everything. I think she's a darling. So I have, like, a lot of love for those films, but that's the only thing I can sort of think of to equate acquaint- it to that people do get annoyed at. Yeah. It, it, like you know on a fast scale um, I suppose a lot of disability advocates do get annoyed at films like this with good reason and I mean like Sia even made a fucking film recently that everyone was like dude don't do it yeah. don't do it and she cracked it uh, I haven't seen that film so I don't want to No get one's going to see that movie because it looks like fucking hot garbage So It looks embarrassing and all I can think of is that woman with bunny being like the, the girl in the movie has six buttons and my dog has 80 you know my dog's a poodle it's a smart dog but it's also not a person like that's embarrassing yeah. you know yeah and once again it comes down to like the complexity of inner thoughts not necessarily being any less because somebody doesn't communicate verbally um yeah mm. Mm. this and many thoughts but yeah so I was really surprised because we finally found a Tom Cruise film that I didn't really enjoy I liked I liked him having a big tantrum I fucking loved that
0: I would love to have seen another movie where he's as equally a piece of shit but if it didn't have yeah this wasn't this narrative man, yeah yeah which I guess was, mm. I don't know, which is, there are a few like Jerry Maguire. Ah, oh, I still haven't seen that. Yeah. So he, but yeah, this one was, he was a massive piece of shit. And <laughs> I think. And then all of a sudden he wasn't. but ba That's how it felt. Like it, it could have been. But I wonder. I Yes. I do wonder if back then people were a bit more, like they knew he was an asshole, mm. but they were still a bit more sympathetic because it was a lot long. of other people would have probably acted like assholes.
1: Totally. Yeah. It would have been more like, I guess like if the culture of the time around disability, like, you know. We talk about it, you get the new information, you adjust your settings. And it's a really good way to be like, you know, rather than being stagnant or staying steadfast in things that are harmful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, if you've got the ability to grow, go with it. And I'd be really interested. I don't know, like any, I don't know many people, I don't know if, if, if anybody's listening to this, I guess, and they they are on the spectrum and have any more opinions about it. I would really love to hear them as, as a bloody fellow. tweet at me, would you? Yeah, go on. Or also like, I know I wasn't going, I wasn't going to plug my Instagram or anything, but like, come and say, hi, I'm at Lauren Stardust and I'm really interested to hear what people think about autistic representation in media because i'm new to it my i think my concept of autism would have been quite naive and then i turns out i'm i am part of the the community so it's such a weird yeah. thing or oh, it's like such a turnaround and such a relief for me but i wonder yeah i would like to know what people who have known for longer uh, what they would think what they have thought about this film in the past that's all that's my you know mess you message me guys i don't know <laughs> if
0: you care to well um tom cruise not a lot quickly go over there like the crack in the shits. He cracked the shits oh, like a, boy. in true true Tom Cruise style. Oh my. He did the big claps. Oh, oh he just <gasps> possibly his clappiest movie yet. I don't think he ran. No, no, I there was running. no running.
1: That's what I always think of when I, I think, think he of he kind
0: of hurried to get to Raymond when he was on the road. That was yes. Yeah. He did a little hustle. I think I usually write down if he's,
1: he did a run. I get really excited when he does. I'm like, yep. oh, good, it's good. Yeah.
0: Pump those arms, boy.
1: <laughs> go, go. A little, like, so straight. And his posture. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I've sit at my computer like a little shrimp, a little prawn all day. I could never run that yeah. straight back. So there's no way. Ah, pretzel myself. Put up in a ball yeah. I... <laughs>
0: And exactly. I it right and they're oh. like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't, th- I actually don't think you I can think of many other Tom cruise Tom Like he, he did his big smile
1: and then there was a the, guitar. The
0: smarmy smartest guy in the room thing. Yes. Yep, he had that. Being a bit of an asshole. And he had sunglasses. Apparently the sales of sunglass Ray-Bans again went up. So Risky really? Business, Top Gun, and this have Damn. Helped. When's Maverick out? May. <gasps>
1: Okay, I'll see if I can um, book a flight. You heard it
0: here first, folks. Uh, there should be a live episode about then. Ooh. So tap a nose. you're whoa, whoa, whoa. in Brisbane, taps nose. Ooh. Um I haven't figured out the details yet, but that's the, the plan. That's a good time. Okay, well, Tom Cruisesms, not too many to go into. So mm. let's rate the movie and give our final thought. <laughs> let me tell, let me ask. What what do you rate this film? How many
1: out of five stars? Oh, I mean five of whatever you may choose, do you rate this film, Kara? This is really hard. I won't be offended. If you like this movie, I'm not going to judge oh, no. you. No,
0: I would say a generous two and a half farts in an elevator out of five.
1: <laughs> uh oh, fart. Oh, fart. I would like to rate this film. I am not generous. I'm going to rate this film a half a pair of Kmart undies. <laughs> <laughs> i don't care to watch it again but that's just because of the like the nature of the beast is i can't go back in time and unknow what i know now i i hope if you did enjoy this film uh and you're a part of the community that you found some solstice in it uh salt i don't know solstice what is what is the word solace 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 like, solace some witchy shit going solstice. on there solace solstice. but also uh, but i suspect many people on the spectrum would be like oh man why would you do that like <laughs> So silly. Yeah. That was that was dumb. So I
0: don't know. My rationale for two and a half is because I don't hate it. That's fine. So Yeah, no judgment here. And it's because just as a film yeah, and as a neurotypical person, it hit a lot of beats that were enjoyable, even though I was fuming a child the whole <laughs> time. Like, I hated him, and even at the end, I was like, it's still for selfish reasons. Mm, but truly, I I liked yeah stuff that is being used in pop culture that now like I just watched a saw a thing on TikTok that was about Tina from Bob's Burgers. Is like I think I have autism, and Bob's like, you don't have autism, and his, her brother drops all these a bunch of toothpicks on the ground and <laughs> says, how many toothpicks? And she's like, ah, three hundred, and there's Three picks on the ground. And she's like, Tina, there's three ticks.
1: <laughs> Tina is
0: probably a better
1: representation of autism for sure. I love Tina. God. I, but, uh, yeah, incredible. So many
0: good things throughout pop culture that have referenced this, and for better or worse, but oh, so yeah, watching it. Yeah, just at a real sit back, understanding it's a problem. There's a lot oh, of probo yeah. stuff in this. I found it enjoyable. I liked I liked seeing a dead shit horrible Tom Cruise. <laughs> I, I kind of liked being a, how uncomfortable it made me. Yeah, I think it was actually really nicely shot. Mm. I think Dustin Hoffman, given what he knew and the amount of research he did, I think in that respect he did a good job. But it's so hard to see it through a lens of anything but... What we know now. My best friend has autism <laughs> and what I know now and everything. Yeah. So... Like I, ke- I kept thinking like back then. From what I could tell, reading and everything, there was some people who didn't like it, but overwhelmingly, people who understood what autism was was like, "This is great. This is the first time a oh, movie has ever dealt oh, with yeah. something like this, and in this. a positive way, in a kind yeah.
1: way, it trying its best to be so, kind." Yeah. Well, that's. I think that was what comes back to the imperfect representation yeah. is still representation because people were gagging for it. It was before this, or, or in lots of situations you're just you're put in a mental institution and you're forgotten yeah.
0: about and that's not cool you know we exist no, no, like in many different forms uh, so in that little um doco thing i watched they mentioned that people had written in saying that by watching that movie they, they have an autistic sibling and it completely changed the perspective and now they found a way to become really really close with their sibling which mm, beforehand they really, strugg- yeah, they really struggled with it and so in that respect it probably helped a lot of people but it would have been like it's it's a yes. bummer but i Unfortunately, the stigma.
1: Oh, totally. But it's just how it, it's like, it's, yeah, like I said, imperfect representation is still representation. And if people were helped by that, I'll take it. But of course we know better
0: and we know, we just always learn I imagine learning. people went and got diagnosed because of that movie, because they're like, they mightn't have been as extreme as the, that portrayal, but mm. they're like, oh, I have a lot of the, you know, my son or my child or I myself have all these similar things. Oh, back then I see that, that potentially, I don't want to like say yay or nay I guess because because
1: of the nature of what diagnosis was for me and how hard it was but I mean it's because I pass as neurotypical in a lot of ways and then I look back on myself and it's hilarious fuck like what's like when I thought I was straight for 30 years I'm not (laughs) (laughs) idiot and you look back at my photos like me wearing rainbows constantly it's like oh and I know wearing rainbows does not necessarily like negate unfortunately it doesn't make you less straight and okay even personal experience (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, gay for Tom Cruise Yeah, but it's like it's like I look back at myself and I'm like I can't believe it. But that's the thing as well is like my autistic brain didn't clue in that I was part of the queer community either. And a lot of well, when you can mask or when you're taught to mask because you don't know any better and you just think you've got to fit in, your brain goes, "How do I do that? How do I fit in? How do I be perfect?" And unfortunately that can lead to OCD, <laughs> which is another thing that a, a lot of autistic people like if, OCD isn't always about being tidy. It can be obsessive with behaviors and thoughts like me having freaking out about leaving the house without makeup on for most of my life because that's what women do so you know I thought I was a woman I thought I was straight so yeah it's really there's lots of little things that I did that I can now trace back to autistic behavior but of course for most of my life I like I passed yeah the nature of I guess what I'm trying to say is the nature of diagnosis is always growing yeah so of course I didn't get diagnosed in the in the 90s when my mom actually took me to get diagnosed but I make eye contact. Which is something that autistic people don't do. No, I can do that sometimes. Most of the time, I, I like I I fret very heavily for what people who were closer to Dustin Hoffman's character like would have had to go through if people just didn't believe autism was a thing. Mm. If they were representing closer to that, like would they just think you were like a village idiot or something like that? Oh, it it's would have been so horrible and distressing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they just send you to like a mental institution that just treated you like nothing, like you're an animal. Like yeah. it's yeah, yeah, it's quite distressing. So I guess, yeah, I guess once again, yeah, you can, baby steps and then a few leaps and bounds in between when it comes to representation and uh, helping our community discover themselves.
0: Thank you so much for providing, yes. like, I mean, it's it's your unique insight and obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Different people are going to have different experiences. Maybe there are some people who are autistic who love this movie. I doubt it. I don't know, like. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, uh, no one, no one I know who has autism has ever said that this movie rules and was great for representation. No, this movie sucks. Like, this movie <laughs> was never for people with autism. Like it was for it was to make no. it was to make people who definitely don't have autism to maybe be a little less shitty to people who have it. I don't know. I don't actually know what the point of it was. And also, like, feel better. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing. I get it. Feel better. Like you don't want to punch an autistic person in the face. You're a nice person. Oh, congratulations!
1: You are not piece of shit. I, the other things I would like would like to rep that actually aren't my own things if anyone is out there and, and interested about or autism and you've been late diagnosed I highly recommend reading Clem Basto's book Late Bloomer uh, about her experience of being diagnosed late in life and if you're an adult who's struggling with information and trying to find relatable things in regards to autism um, if, if you've just been diagnosed there is a really cool podcast called 1800 Seconds on Autism and uh, I love it to pieces because it is run by autistic people and, and then talking about their experience Experiences. It was really nice because when you find out you're autistic later in life, there are no resources for adults because they try and diagnose you when you're young and then they try and get you into certain types of therapy when you're young. So every time I was trying to Google, like, how do I deal with this? It would come up, how do you, as a parent, a neurotypical parent, deal with your child? This. And I'm like, well, I need to raise myself now. I have people who support me, but at the end of the day, I've got to take care of me because I'm the one experiencing and I, you know, I am an autistic person. Those might be my top two. So 1800 seconds on autism and Late Bloomer by Clambasto are a really good place to start if you've just been
0: diagnosed awesome thank you yeah like Lauren said before Lauren Stardust on Instagram if you want to have a little chat about some stuff some of the topics we've brought up yeah I hope you like Renaissance
1: Um, lots of Renaissance lots of costumes I have lots of interest lots of queer art I love Renaissance and queer art anything beautiful yeah good times
0: Uh, as for me it's Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram Tom Cruise Review no S in the end on Twitter or Tom Cruise Reviews.com if you want to have a more direct chat with me you could also email me at tomcruisereviews@gmail.com. at gmail.com I don't usually give that email out because I forget but yeah if you have any things you want to talk about or you want to connect with Lauren that way just yeah send me an email and please rate review and subscribe to podcast I keep forgetting to mention that too because I'm the worst yeah that, that okay. would be Deeply appreciated. Uh, once again, Lauren, thank you so much for, you know, telling us your story and, you know, helping me sort of dissect a movie that I have no authority or like qualifications or anything to kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're pretty, you're pretty aficionado. aficionado like, I'm cluey about, about it. And, you know, I have family <laughs> members who have ADHD, and, you know, I have so many friends who are, have been recently diagnosed with ADHD and autism and both because there is so much overlap between the two. And so much. Yeah. So I try to be as knowledgeable as possible, but boy, am I just a big, normal brain most of the time. So <laughs>
1: are you, though? <laughs> are
0: you? Because i just like, there's this thing is eggs have a way of finding other eggs. So you might not be autistic, but you might not be. As neur- neurotypical as I may not either. be. I am mostly just a big stinking weedo. <laughs> that's why I love you. All right. Well, that's us. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have talked a lot, so there will not be a mini sode this week. So we'll catch you in two weeks' time for the second last Tom Cruise film that I have left to review. <gasps> oh my god. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. da 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 da